Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And my name is Jonas. Uh, that's, of course, a reference to either the Jonas Brothers or Jonas and the Whale, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, yes. Jonah Hill, actually. Oh, okay. My yeah. name is Jonas Hill. Oh, uh, yes. The Silent H. I always forget that. I, I need to, <laughs> not Silent, the, the, the Invisible H, really. <laughs> uh, this week, in case you're just not joining us, we're going to talk about our top uh, comic books, TV shows, and movies of the year. Numbers 5 through 1. If you haven't listened to 6 through 10, obviously go back and listen to that first before you jump on this one. And spoilers for every movie and TV show we're talking about God damn today. it, you're beautiful. So before we get into this, I didn't I didn't bring this up last time because we were just talking about 6 through 10, but we're talking about the real deal now. So I'd like to lay down some ground rules. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Is it rule number one, say the title? No. Is it rule number two, please talk about Fight Club? No. God damn it. Shut okay. up. You are talking about things that happened in like 2001. Shut the fuck up, you old piece of shit. Uh, first of all, Fight Club is timeless. I have a Tyler Durden poster hanging above my bed. <laughs> I stare at it every night until it lulls me to sleep. I'm going to let Jess hear about this. I'm not sure she's aware. Because uh, there's definitely a painting above your bed. So, we need some ground rules, I think. Okay. Because we're getting into the heavy hitters here. Yes. So, rule number one, I think you and I can both agree on this. Like, have fun. Uh-huh. Okay. Just have fun yeah, with it. Yeah, sure. You know. I mean, I guess I'll compromise and I'll have some fun. Yeah, rule two, be serious. Okay. You've yeah. got to be serious. Th- this is art. Yeah. Yeah. What we're doing is not a joke here. Yeah. We're doing this for millions of fans across the universe. True. Uh, like that Beatles song. Says. Yes. Yeah. They're listening to this on Daxum right now. But, you know, rule number three, seriously, have fun. How many rules are there? There's only five rules. We're, okay. ha- we're over halfway there. Is rule number four be serious? No, that's that's rule number three. Seriously, have fun. Okay. Rule number, eh. rule, rule number one, have fun. Okay. Rule number two, be serious. You gotta, you've got to be serious because we're okay. talking about heavy stuff here. Okay. These are definitive rankings and you have to stake your claim and this, be serious. Yeah. But rule number three, like seriously, have fun. Yeah. Uh, rule number four I got from a sales book that I was reading, uh, and it's do whatever you need to, to close the sale. Yes. So, ABC. Yeah. Always. Always be closing. TUV and sometimes why. Yeah. Uh. Never see. Beer is for closers. Yes. So if you're not closing, you're not drinking any beer. But rule number five, I think is the, I mean, it's, it's the last one. Safety first. The most important thing, and we put it at number five. Well, that's why we always wear our safety goggles when podcasting. Yeah, we wear we wear our goggles. We wear our wrist guards. We make sure our Bunsen burners are turned off. Yeah, we've got our our knee protectors, our knee pads, our elbow pads on. Mm-hmm. Safety is the most important. Our recorders are tucked away in their sleeves. Yes, everything is wrapped and bubble wrapped, mm-hmm. and then wrapped again. And of course, we begin this podcast after the accurate podcast where we warm up by playing three blind mice. Yes, on recorder. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But safety first isn't just for us. It's for you. So whether you are at home or driving your car, I would like you or to... Or flying a plane or a helicopter. Yeah, I would... Yeah. If you if you haven't already, please pull over or go to a store. If you're not already wearing a helmet, like a bike helmet, 
and some some wrist protectors and some knee guards because they're really important. Safety first, guys. And put some streamers on your wheels. Yeah, if you're going to and keep, basketball cards. If you're going to keep listening to this podcast, we need you to do this for us. Okay, all sounds completely reasonable. Yep. Okay. So with that being said, I've got all the rules. Uh, but the Beastie Boys tell me I have to fight for my right to party. No, so. but we do need to thank our sponsor this week. Uh, who, our, sponsor our sponsor this week is somebody who's near and dear to your and my hearts, I think. We use this product literally every single day, is multiple the, times a day. Is it the Kool-Aid man? Uh, we don't use the Kool-Aid man. I mean, we might use his, his dildo. The Kool-Aid no, no, no. Man dildo. But. I drink his elixir eternal. <laughs> uh, what, what we do need to do, though, is, is thank our, our sponsor. We use this every day. Alex and I both do. Uh, oxygen. <laughs> no, well, that too. <laughs> Does somebody sell oxygen yet? Yes. I, I have a patent on it. Patent pending. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I was wanting to thank our, our sponsor, Valtrex. Uh, the herpes medicine. Oh. Yeah. Alex... Has got the worst herpes I've ever seen. In my life. I think what you mean is that I just sell knockoff versions of it on the street. Well, your face and your genitals say something else entirely. You need this product as badly as I do. And they've got six new exciting flavors. Uh, lemon, lime, Veltrex. What's your, what's your favorite of the new six flavors? <laughs> flavors. My favorite flavor of Valtrex is oxygen flavored. They got with me with my patent. Uh... <laughs> I'm making an undisclosed amount of money. It is somewhere in the ballpark of the about a rough evaluation of the Dallas Cowboys. See, I like the cherry rouge flavor because it's delicious and it makes me feel kind of playful. Is it rouge or rogue? (laughs) Ah, You know what? I'll have to check the bottle, but I'm pretty sure it's rouge. Oh, that's interesting. You know, my my second favorite flavor is aluminum can. That's a great fucking flavor. Why do you like that one? So Broken much? glass is also good. Ooh, yeah, that's an old flavor, but it's been a staple in the Valtrex collection for a long, long time. We wouldn't be where we are today if we it wasn't for Judas Priest. We are today if it wasn't for both Judas, Judas Priest, Priest and Valtrex. Mostly just the Judas Priest part. Yeah, we'd probably still be alive with the herpes. It's not going to threaten our lives, <laughs> but it does make our situation a lot more controllable. We did start the first ever Judas Priest dating site. Uh, <laughs> so we've got that going for us. Are we us. only dating Judas Priest? No, no, no. It's for Judas Priest fans. They're, they're ridiculous. But you have to know every song word for word. <laughs> and every chord. Every drum solo. Uh, and, and what Rob Halford is up to these days. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and talk about what film we're looking forward to the most this year or next year, yeah, this year, twenty twenty. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but as of literally today, the day we're recording this, New Mutants has a new trailer coming out. Yes, being released early April. I also don't watch the trailer. It's a long fucking. I'm time not going to watch the trailer, but that's my number one. Uh, my answer, my answer has not changed for two years. Uh, <laughs> And for the three-year running, New Mutants is my number one most looking forward to film. Uh, I'm also very excited to watch The Eternals, but only because I want to see just how shredded Camille Nanjiani is in this new uh, movie. Let's do this. You know, like last episode we talked about how like we were dreading like going to like go see Venom. Uh, yeah. Is there a film that you're dreading t- to go see that you know we'll end up going to see? I'm very nervous to go see Birds of Prey. 
mine, I'm actually looking forward to Birds of Play because I think it, I think it looks fun. But for me, it's Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Oh God! If Bloodshot was starring almost anyone else but Vin Diesel, <laughs> then I might be looking forward to it more. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But so, oof. yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call on yeah. that pick. So we'll be talking about all those later this year. Yeah. 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 Even Bloodshot. <laughs> well, I think it's about time. Do you have any other ones that you're super excited to see? No. You're not excited to see Black Widow? Nope. <laughs> not Wonder Woman 84. Not Eternals. Uh, is no- Wonder Woman 84 this year? Yeah, it's this year. Oh, shit. Yeah, the only film I'm looking forward to seeing is New Mutants. <laughs> I'm I'm most excited to see New Mutants just to see what the fuck they did. Uh, apparently, they actually something. did nothing. They, <laughs> I'm serious. They, they went back to Josh Boone's original directorial cut uh, because when Disney bought Fox, they pushed out Simon Kinberg. It was like Christ. it was like you're not going to touch this stuff. And Simon Kinberg was the one that wrote, directed, and produced Dark Phoenix. So it's probably a good oh, call good. Yeah. on on <laughs> Disney's part. Happy yeah, yeah. So Josh Boone seems that. very happy with this decision. And well, of course, John Boone did the excellent comic book horror film already the fault in our stars uh so this will be an excellent follow-up to that <laughs> this is okay with that being said to the fault in our stars. jesus christ do you want to kick us off this time yeah and remember you said that we would have six in common we're at one so far no two we're we've at got two. shazam and, and we both have spider-man spider-man yeah okay but yeah sure i will kick us off my Number, Number five. five movie book TV show of the year. Wow, it was a movie book and a TV show. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is The Boys. Uh, based off one of my favorite comics of all time. Uh, the show was perfectly cast. And it, let me it, say real fast before you get into it, because I, I really am desperate to hear what you have to say about this. This seems very, very low for you. Because yes, of, it does, but it was an incredible year. The fact that it it really was an amazing year. It's a Garth Ennis book. Yes. Your wiener is hard right now just thinking about Garth Ennis. I just looked right at his dong. Alex doesn't wear pants when you record. Or just ever. <laughs> at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm totally, I'm very shocked by the fact that I might have this ranked higher than you. Uh, it's It was just an incredibly... Hard year to even like to get a top ten this year was really Speaking difficult. Of incredibly hard because there was so many uh, just great products that came out this year, and even when you got down to a top ten to put them in any order, especially the higher up you got, was really difficult. Like this definitely could have been higher, but ultimately ended up at my number five spot. Uh, but Anthony Starr as Homelander was probably oh my God, the best so villain of the year, uh, without a doubt. Oh, uh, from anything. Uh, better than Thanos. Uh, the Deep was the biggest surprise of, of a character for the year. Uh, and wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carl Urban was perfect as Butcher. Yes, Carl yeah. Turbin is so yeah. good. Uh, I mean, I loved it. The show was perfect. I still want a little more. Like, I wish Mother's Milk was more like a combo character. Yeah, that's my yeah. only complaint. Yeah, is Mother's Milk is kind of nice. Yeah, that's she's kind of like a sweet lady. Uh, and I kind of wish that. Uh, oh wait, Frenchie. not Mother's Milk. Um, what's her name? Uh, are you thinking about? Yeah, I can't remember her name either. Yeah, well, uh, there you yeah, go. the person that's in the in the five. Yeah, in the five. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Him. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, and I'm hoping in season two weeks we, we get more like the expanded universe of like the X Men parody storyline and the other storylines like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I can't wait. We'll be talking about season two this year when it comes out as well. 
So I can't wait. Well, uh, I think that brings me to my number five. It's something that you talked about last week. And let me see if you can guess this. Okay. Okay. Something I talked about last week. Yeah, I'm going to read my description that was written definitely by professionals, not by me. Do you like BB-8? Well, fuck that worthless, ugly-ass piece of shit droid. Baby fucking Yoda is here to jizz happiness everywhere. What could I be talking about? Uh, you are talking about... The, I didn't see this film yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was The Farewell starring Aquafina. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That bitch just won an award for that shit. So I was right. So it was The Farewell. <laughs> I was talking, of course, about uh, The Mandalorian. Alex, number six, my number five. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Alex is going to have deadly class that he's going to try and spew his beliefs all over uh, you guys. My beliefs. Later. It is my temple, my choir. God damn uh, it. Uh, anyways, uh, The Mandalorian. Holy shit. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. You see him for a half of a second. That dude does so much with so little. Uh, the droid is played by... Uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. IG-88. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Baby Yoda is played by Danny DeVito, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh it made me think that Gina Carano is a decent actress, uh, decent actor. Uh, she's yeah, she job. fucking kills it in uh, this shit. Yeah, I watched movies recently called, uh, Method, you know, Madness and the Method, movie directed by Jason Mewes, and she's in that playing like his wife. She does a good job in that, but like her acting from that to. Can we get her as Big Mandalorian? Barter? Yes, of course. Oh she, my She'd be God. great at that. That'd be a great guy. So Mitch Garrett's, and this is way off topic. Mitch Garrett's New Gods is not coming out. New Gods is coming out next year. Yes. Right? Yeah. <coughs> Mitch Garrett just posted a thing with Adam Scott as uh like Dreamcast for For Mr. Miracle. For Scott Free. Yeah. And I could not think more like holy shit, yes. I want Adam Scott as Scott Free so fucking bad. Uh I prefer Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, <laughs> But I guess Adam Scott's okay. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> either so dumb. Uh, either him or Brian Cox. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just please look up uh, Weird Al, because <laughs> goddamn, he shouldn't be in anything. UHF is one of the greatest films of all time, and he's, is, and he's due to make his comeback film. UHF is definitely tolerable. Uh, but The Mandalorian was... Holy shit, every episode was something different. The worst thing about it was that it was eight episodes long. Oh, I know. I wanted it to be 40 episodes yeah, long. At least give us 10. Why is Come it on, done? Disney. But the good news is it's coming back out already. We're recording yeah. this in 2020. We're going to get more episodes in 2020. I'm here for it. Are we sure it's coming out in 2020? Yes. Two? Okay. Excellent. They have said it's coming out in 2020. And Disney Marvel don't seem to lie to us. That's true. They're the most honest company of all time. My favorite company. I'll give them all my money. I don't care. Yeah, I will yeah. too. I watch Disney Plus basically every single day. Like the good Lord intended it. I, I just watched the X-Men animated series theme song over and over again. We're into our top four now, my friend. Okay. We're into the nitty fucking gritty. All right. The nitty gritty. Uh, my number four, we didn't really talk about. It was a smaller independent picture, but I ended up really enjoying it. Uh, it was Avengers Endgame. <laughs> um, and it's something that like shouldn't be possible, but it was... The perfect conclusion to a 21 movie uh, episode arc. Like, it's what they pulled off will never happen again in, in cinema. Uh, and there's TV shows that go on for 
five, six seasons and can't stick the landing. And somehow this across 21 films over an entire decade was able to stick the landing and make it incredible. And you didn't, whoever your favorite character was, you didn't feel like, Oh man, I need more screen time with them. Everything. It was just perfect. Like it was a perfect film. And if I had my brothers, this would be a best picture nominee uh, for the Oscars this year. I would go as far as say, this was the um, most emotional film that we've got on our list for people I agree. Who, who are like us, who have followed these movies since 2008 when we watched Iron Man for the first time and were like fucking floored by it. Like, I can still vividly feel that emotion, I feel, whenever uh, Captain America is standing there on the battlefield about to fight Thanos on his own uh, when Tony and Thor are down and then you hear a crackle saying on your left and it's Falcon and you see the portal rings come through like that, like that feeling, like I'm getting like a little bit chill, chills just talking about it again, like for to have that feeling listed for like a grown adult, a superhero movie is something that I don't think I'll ever feel ever again. It was absolutely wild. Uh, seeing that movie for the first time was an experience. I watched it two or three times in theaters and it just fucking blew me away. Yeah. It was unlike any movie experience. Yeah. I've ever had. My biggest fear as a parent is that my child gets spoiled for what happens before I can take him through <laughs> all these films and I will beat up whatever kid tells him what happens. You're not worried about pedophiles. No, no, it's or kidnappers. No. It's, I hope they yeah. don't see what happens yeah. in adventures in game before yes. it's time. Exactly. <laughs> and I will take my revenge upon the child that spoils it for them. Montezuma's revenge. I will haunt them. <laughs> I will haunt their family and I'll put a curse on their name. Oh, man. All right. We're up to your number four. Uh, yeah. Let me just say real quick, though, because I, I, we don't know what each other's top ten has been. I don't know what Alex's next three things are going to be. My biggest fear is that you're not going to have some of the things that I have in here. And it really terrifies me to my core. It makes me so angry. I'm so fucking pissed knowing where you're at already. Anywho, that being said, The Boys is my number four. Um, and I read somewhere that if you like to fuck dolphins, then this is the show for you. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess it's a show for dolphins then? <laughs> dolphins just want to get some fucking D. Don't blame sure, them. Sure. I guess they are, they are the smartest mammals. The fucking deep in this thing solely makes this a top five for me. Yeah. Just watching that character do what he does. It was one of the ultimate joys of my life. I don't think I've ever had a experience where somebody has been transitioned from book to picture or I have loved them so much more. Yeah, there's obviously on the other side. There's stuff that we both think is missing from the comics. Oh, there's but so much. the stuff that they added. Didn't feel like didn't feel like they took away from anything because we still love the stuff that they added to the show. Queen as well. Maeve, holy yeah. shit! I thought of her fucking name. Yeah, it's it, it's something that yeah. like we, we didn't even know that we wanted from the boys, and we still loved it. Oh my and god! And that ending to season one was amazing too. Uh, that that was fucking everything. Uh, that was one of the most enjoyable things. I don't complete a lot of the comic book shows unless we absolutely fucking have to. This one was an absolute joy for me to go and watch. I could not have been happier uh, watching this. It was so good. Uh, so, my number three, 
My number three of the year is a show called Watchmen, uh, which we had talked about Solid at great pick. length. Uh, it's a show that, like, more than anything I want from... I think this was perfect television from start to beginning. It's People criticize Damien Lindelof for, like, not being able to stick the landing. But I, I think he nailed it in this show. From beginning, from the opening with the Tulsa race riots to the way it ended. And I, I really don't want to spoil it for anyone that has not got a chance to finish it yet. But it it was just amazing and perfect. And like you mentioned in last week's episode, I just want news about season two. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want confirmation that it's happening. Tell me it's coming in 2023. I don't fucking care. I just want to know that exactly. it's coming out. And I know HBO wants to do more. Like, they didn't call it a series finale. They called it a season finale. But Damien Lindelof, as of, like, the latest thing that I've read, he doesn't have an idea for season two. So it's just, I think we're just waiting around on him, basically, to see if he comes with another idea. But I would take, like, a Night Owl focus story. Like, I don't care. Just give me more. The Watchmen is my favorite comic book series of all time. And it is a 12-issue series. Would you be cool if they borrowed stuff from like Doomsday Clock? Yes, from? absolutely. Okay. I, don't, I don't care. Bring bring on Marionette and, and mime and and, and the yeah. mime. Oh my god! Please, yeah. Whatever he wants and to Batman do. and Superman. Sure, yeah. whatever the fuck that they want to do with season two, I, I'm absolutely here for it. You want to bring back a uh, comedian? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has teased that character coming back. Yeah, um, I'd, be, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. This last week. Literally within oh, the last. Oh, did really? Well, we was it more like a hire a me thing? Before it's come, like a week and a half before it comes out. So I guess two weeks ago, kind of, he teased, he teased the the return of the comedian on his Instagram, wow, like, in Twitter or some bullshit. Okay, one of those things that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, but please do it. Oh my god! Yeah, for the love of fucking yeah. everything. Yeah, please do. Uh, it. I think in the meantime, I'm going to go rewatch Lost, so I can really appreciate uh, David Lindelof. Uh, I'd recommend The Leftovers for anyone that hasn't seen it. Ooh, uh, Leftovers is an amazing show. You should. Three seasons of Perfect Television. I'm excited to get into my top three, but it, it also makes me extremely sad because I know what's going to be in your top two, and I know that we're probably done agreeing on stuff. But I think we're going to hit about six, like I said we'll see. last episode. Anywho, Are we at three so far? Uh, we both said The Boys, Mandalorian, Spider-Man. Four. Um, Shazam, Shazam. Or you four. don't have Captain Marvel or Joker in yours yet, not yet, if at all. Okay, my number three, uh, sadly does not have any Baby Yoda. Uh, it kills off both Leia and Kylo Jenner. Zero of ten stars. Is it the Mandalorian? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I just can't believe that they let a, a woman hold a lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> That's my biggest complaint. I've been writing <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy every day since The Force Awakens. Oh my god. Uh Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is the best uh Star Wars film since the original trilogy, in my personal opinion. He definitely had to add that caveat on there. Yes. Yeah. Uh the Revenge of the Sith episode three was also fan fucking. I love Revenge of the Sith. It's so good. Like, uh, I want to go rewatch Revenge of the Sith right it's now. It's splitting hairs between the two of them. Uh, I think some of the stuff in that one is just drawn out a little too much for me. But it's also recency bias, right? Yeah. But holy shit, this movie is fucking great. You loved it as well. You loved it a lot more than I expected you to. Yes. Talk about this movie for me. Uh, I will say, out of the three films, 
I think The Force Awakens is probably my favorite of the new trilogy. That is not doing any justice <laughs> to what I just said. Uh, but, but okay. This again, much like Re- Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, Episode Eight, uh, whatever that one was. Uh, the film is it stuck with me like a lot, like after I've seen it, and like I just keep giving it more and more thought. Which can be good and bad for a film, uh, and. I'm just I'm more disappointed that like, people don't talk about C three PO more. I talked about him a lot in our episode about oh this. Oh god! And like to yes. me, he was the star of this movie. Yep. Uh, in so many ways. So far, I think the franchise like has wasted Finn, and I I, I love like a Disney Plus show about Finn. Like I'd be cool with that. I would like to see more of him. I thought Poe was fantastic. I like the backstory for Poe, which I wasn't expecting we would get. Uh, yeah, can we get a Finn and Poe show where they just fuck each other all the time? I mean, that's not what I was hoping for for <laughs> Disney Plus, but uh, I guess I, I think that'd be more like their Hulu stuff for their uh, adult content. Hey, uh, whatever, whatever gets it off the bottom. Um, but it's I, I definitely liked what JJ. Do you understand what I just said? Because that made no, no sense. I'm just follow some 1920s slang, <laughs> and you. Uh, it's going to let it roll. It was an old idiom. Just yeah. look it up. I don't know what I said, but look it up. Uh, was it like a bird in the hand is worth 25 in the feather? Yeah. yeah. Like we said in the last episode, I'm going to be really drunk by the end of this. And uh, we're nearing the end of this. Sure. Uh, it's, I walked away satisfied. I, I thought JJ Abrams did really well with what he was given to work with. Did you finish? Uh, the movie I walked out <laughs> after, uh, Kylo Ren murdered someone. And I was like, there's too much violence in this that, movie. That C3PO moment, moment where he, just says, I just wanted to have another look at my friends, was maybe the most touching, heartfelt, and sentimental moment of the nine fucking movies. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, I agree. It's probably my favorite emotional moment uh, uh, of definitely of the new uh, Of the new ones by far. And maybe uh, of the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. Watching that had me in literal fucking tears. It was absolutely beautiful. He got his fucking memory back later, like it was no big deal. Yeah, but it was. It was but he definitely like blacked out. Like it, it, it's like he went on a on a bender on at South Padre. But Island. that was the cool thing about this movie was it balanced those sweet tender moments with the let's go to South Padre moment. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say that that I I take issue with on this film was every movie has a. Until this one, in my mind, has an insane lightsaber battle. In this one, I don't feel like we got it. I like the one on the destroyed Death Star uh, in the ocean background, but I felt it was too short. Honestly, yes, for I agree. I thought it was a great and the stuff with like Nectar and like scene. like I felt like that could have been oh, more tense. Same, uh, could not agree more. I wanted more lightsaber. Yeah, I mean that's that, a, that's a that's fair criticism my, of every Star my, Wars. Well, that's my biggest complaint for this one, is I felt like we got even less of it this time. Yeah, and I heard another complaint that, like, would have made the film better. I talked about it, like, how I love the moment, like, when we hear, like, the other Jedis, like, talk to, uh, what's-her-face, uh, Rey, uh, and we hear, like, Mace Windu's voice and da-da-da. It would have been so much better if they just showed them, like, showed them as Force Ghost in the sky. Like, that, that would have made that moment stronger. But, like, if you think about this film too much and what, and what would have made it better... Then that, that it can ruin this film for you. You just take it for what it is as a good popcorn film. I mean, it it's one of the best popcorn films of the year. 
It might be the best popcorn film of the year. It had me on the edge of my seat a lot of fucking times. Uh, someone has not seen Cats yet. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to our top two because I'm I'm beyond excited to be disappointed in what you have to say. <laughs> okay, your top two films of the year. My number two is Doom Patrol. This show was way better than it had any business being. Spoiler alert, Alex's number one is going to be um, uh, Deadly Class. Uh, you're wrong, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Oh, okay. Uh, Happy to hear that. Doom Patrol was never, like, before has there been a show where you have a robot faking an orgasm so he can fit in with everybody else. <laughs> you have a gender-neutral street trying to help out a man in rags understand his own sexuality and gender identity by singing on stage in front of a bunch of other people who are drag queens. If he's not singing in the rain, does it count? Uh, yes. You will <laughs> You will never have an underground apartment being terrified of a bunch of evil butts running around. I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. Literally buttoxes running around who are evil and destroying people. And with all of this, there's curse words flying a mile a minute. And yet the show is still so emotional and heartfelt that you generally care about every single character and want them to do well. Like, and want them to succeed. This bunch of misfits banding together. I only watched, like, the first two episodes, and it was really good, but I didn't watch enough, and and that's on me. It's basically everything that the Umbrella Academy wanted to be, but just took out the emo-ness of it and added Grant Morrison instead. So so you're saying Umbrella Academy is your number one for the year? Yeah. Uh, I I honestly that that's fucking high praise to put it at your number two. And I've been I I've basically that, been on you every single week to watch that show since really it came have. out. You will not stop mounting. No, I will me. not. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you have to establish dominance for Doom Patrol. <laughs> um, my number two is oh well. Here, I'll just I'll explain it to you this way. Do hamburgers make you cry, Alex? Uh, I mean, the first time I had in and out I felt like crying because it was so good. <laughs> Do you laugh at obese, depressed people? Uh, I can't, I don't think. Oh, wait. <laughs> Are you talking about Thor? Hey, my yeah. dude. Uh, my next question was, uh, do you like totally unnecessary and questionable girl power sequences for the sake of... I love that moment. I I don't care. I love that moment. I think it's a great moment, but I think it's very obvious that it's pandering. Yeah, but I I, I don't think they're going for subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Avengers Endgame. Holy shit. Yeah. What a fucking movie. There, I don't think it's been a movie this year that has made me cry multiple times, except for Avengers Endgame. I cried in Jojo Rabbit like a fucking baby. One time. This movie <laughs> made me cry. And in yeah. Star Wars, yeah. I cried like a baby one time. I, after watching this film, all I thought to myself was like... When I watched Herbie fully reloaded, I cried I, one time. I was, film, I was like, I cannot wait for the Oscars and for this year's King Speech to win Best Picture. Because that's what <laughs> sticks with us throughout the years. I, I, I just like in Victor's Endgame, I have rewatched The Artist 25 times. And this is the best sign that this is going to win award season. I don't think so, but what I do think is that this movie has sealed its place in Martin Scorsese's bottom five films of all time. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that's because they actually had an editor. So uh, it's weird, and it got a theatrical release. 
You can tell that I'm drunk because I'm laughing yeah. at Alex's jokes because they're not funny at all. Uh, they're pretty sure. I mean, he's just jealous that people watch Daredevil more than they watch The Irishman. <laughs> uh, I disagree with that, too. But holy shit, what an, what an achievement in filmmaking. Yeah. I don't think that I have ever cried as much in any film as I have in this one. The, it, like you like you said uh, earlier, it is the culmination of 22 films worth of stuff. That's never happened in movies. It will never, ever happen again. Oh, you know. This is the biggest moment in cinema that has ever happened. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and the box office numbers also prove that, too. It is yeah. the highest grossing yeah. film of all time. Barely! Yeah. James Cameron seems to think that Avatar 2 is going to trump it. Oh, God. Poor James, James Cameron's Cameron. a fucking idiot. <laughs> Poor James Cameron. Oh, he's a sweet, sweet baby boy. Uh, and it, I think, too, it was like, are we ever going to have that emotional moment again like in a Marvel film? And I think when we watch Guardians 3, we'll get another emotional moment. Because, like, we talked about it with Guardians 2. Like, seeing Rocket Raccoon tear up uh, at Yondu's <sighs> moral service. Like, that will be. So, I'm sure we'll that get that. So but uh, I think it's going to be a while before we get those emotional beats again in the Marvel Universe. I don't see those big emotional beats happening in the Eternals or Black Widow, which are two films I'm looking forward to, but I just don't see it happening. I think we're going to get something in both of those films. Maybe Falcon Winter Soldier, since we're dealing with a post-Cap world for both of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I see I see stuff in... you got you got a family story in uh, Black Widow. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be... Marvel does so good at pulling on heartstrings. Yes, they are. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all to, yeah. to be moved. Uh, so Move want, me, bitch. So want to jump to my number one of the year? Oh, God. I don't want to, okay. but here we go. My number one of the year. Uh, I'm hate it's a fan favorite, but it's Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, my number one of the year is Deadly Class. It was the greatest TV show based off one of the greatest comic books of all time. It was probably the most true, like an honest adaptation of an actual comic I've seen in a long, long time. Even though they added stuff in, every character felt like the comic book counterpart. The show was fun. It was perfectly cast. And it's all I ever wanted in the world. And it didn't make my top ten. And they had they actually went to the adolescent show. There, this is like how people still pine for like more Firefly. This is my Firefly. Like, <laughs> I wanted season two where they went to the Fishbone show. Uh, luckily, the comic was still out there. And hey, Alex, does this show have sci-fi lots of ska music in it? No. Not, not not a single ska song in the first season. Really? Do yes. they do they have any ska references? Uh I mean I probably stretched and created some in my own mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some some of that shit. So yeah, greatest show of all time. If you haven't watched oh it, go God. watch it right now. Uh I'm not saying you have to burn down sci fi's headquarters, but we're not legally liable if you do. Hey, do you like canceled television shows? Then watch sci fi. <laughs> Krypton. Uh, yeah, Krypton's gone. Uh, Happy's gone. Uh, yeah. The Magicians is still going. I like The Magicians. I, but. I enjoyed Deadly Class. I did. Um, don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite comic books. Um, not one of the things I'm most excited for. Not one of my top ten of the year. Or This was actually the first forward. thing we talked about of the year, too. The very first new movie or TV show we talked about. Was it really? Yeah. Cool. I like that. This this television show is really fucking cool. It's badass. It follows the books really, really well. I think there are some questionable casting decisions, personally. I think that there are 
a lot of things that worked really, really well. And I think that it landed at my 11 or 12 position personally. That being said, this podcast is over. <laughs> Alex, tell everybody why you're very erect again right now. Because oh, I mean, say, say more about this. Show. It's, it felt true. Like it felt punk rock. It had Brian Posehn being an aging metalhead. Like, like what more could you want from a TV show? The punk rock characters actually had mohawks. Marcus, Felt like his comic counterpart through and through. He really fucking did. Uh, like, the, the, and I ho- hope that actor sees more success in the future. Whenever I force Netflix to pick up season two of Deadly Class, <laughs> are you going to force them? Uh, I'm. I'm just going to write them a dear John letter. <laughs> dear, dear Jan. I'm going to tell them I'm pregnant, and the only thing <laughs> that will make it better is if they pick up Deadly Class season two. So, what do you reckon my number one of the year is? Uh, well, that's easy. One on one bloodlines. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's the TV show based off the hit song by MC Lars, who watches the Watchmen, uh, and going to go with Watchmen. You're goddamn right. And if you're paying attention, you'll notice that the Night Owl is actually in every single scene. Uh, that might be the LSD that I took at the start I'm of every single pretty sure that was it. You actually episode. had me for a second, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, holy shit, that last episode of, of this television was one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in all of television. Yeah. This is what you. This was in your top five, right? It was my number three. Yes. Yeah. So the, that last episode, in my mind, is one of the coolest fucking things that's ever happened. You have so much happened. You have... The death of Dr. Manhattan, who is built up through comics, who's built up through movies, who's built up through this own fucking series here. You get to watch this person maybe die. Yes. But be aware of it the entire time because he exists at all all times at once. There's so many funny moments in this extremely serious and dark and full last episode. Mostly through Jeremy Irons. A lot of it yeah. is through Jeremy fucking Irons as Ozymandias. But I love when the uh, senator hops into the yes. booth he just comes in. and he turns himself into fucking soup. Yeah. That's pretty great. <laughs> oh, my God. What's what's the what's the woman's name? Lady True. Lady True. Holy shit. What an amazing performance throughout and the And a great origin season. story. Yeah. For somebody yeah. that you've never heard of. Yeah. And then to just watch her get obliterated by these frozen squids. Perfect. Yeah. It felt just. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Uh, it was a perfect wrap-up. So many questions were answered. Something that you don't have in a lot of Lindelof shows. And so you're hoping that it gets canceled and we never hear from it ever again. Uh, such a night, nice, uh, tight bow was put on this. And you still have a cliffhanger there at the end. Yeah. You, you saw it more. And there are so many moments throughout the season where I was watching the show and in the middle of the episode, my jaw was just fucking open, and I was flabbergasted by what I was watching in front of me. It was totally, fully realized and absolutely cool, and one of the best things I've ever seen in my it life. It makes us want HBO to do more comic book adaptations. Yes. And give the right people yes. all the leeway that they need. Yes, 100%. Give John Favreau... Whatever, give John yeah. Favreau a fucking transmit. Yeah. Oh perfect. my god, I would yeah. cream my panties. Taika Waititi transmit. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I want that so bad. Yeah. It's 
Just I've please never do it. Realized throw how money. much I've wanted a Taika Waititi transmit. Well, before we wrap up for the year, like I think you'd agree, this is the best year in comic book TV we will ever see. Uh, from the Watchmen to the Boys to the final season of Legion uh, and Preacher to shows like Deadly Class and fun shows like Harley Quinn and The Mandalorian, like we'll never see a year like this in comic book TV. I don't think ever again. No, I don't think so either. There was a lot. Yeah, but maybe, just maybe, in a year or two, maybe we'll have something like this again. Maybe HBO Max is coming out. We got a Green Lantern TV show yeah. coming, so who knows? We do. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Green Lantern show, but yeah, because it comes out. I think there's no hard date yet, so no. 2025. Who knows? Fuck it, whatever. But uh, there's also one big thing that came out this year that Matt and I didn't talk about. We have to be talking about it next week. Uh, we're talking about The Witcher on Netflix. Uh, I've read all the Dark Horse comics. I really enjoy the series, uh, but it came out too late for us this year to make it into any of our list to watch in time. And yeah, we give ourselves like three weeks to watch a show. So, yeah, and I haven't even started it yet. And it's the weird show <laughs> that it won't. It came out too late for this 2019 year on list, and won't qualify obviously for the 2020 year on list. So it's this weird limbo. But it should be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to talking about it. I mean, we can if it's if it's in our if it's in our list. There, we can we can always extend we'll it. discuss this. In December. <laughs> in in 13 months, we'll yeah, talk about yes, this. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap it up for our year end list. Uh, as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a time machine, go look at our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, if not, go look at our Instagram because we're getting likes from, from comic book royalty right now. Yes. Uh, Stan Lee. Uh, <laughs> Jack Kirby. Uh <laughs> Uh, who else am I forgetting? Oh, God. Uh, Bill Finger, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, they might be fake accounts. I, I don't. I don't put the blue check mark on <laughs> on the tweets. Uh, for the Twitter comics, I'm Alex Ashback, and I'm taking it easy. Hitching it easy. <laughs>